It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast. PlayStation Collector's Podcast. PlayStation Collector's Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast. PlayStation Collector's Podcast. PlayStation Collector's Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's a PlayStation Collector's Podcast. PlayStation Collector's Podcast. PlayStation Collector's Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome I'm here. To the PlayStation Collectors Podcast, episode number 26. Hey, Will, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Fixie? Yeah, really good. I'm like, where's Will? <laughs> no, I, I had to blow my nose. I, I don't think anybody wants to see or hear that. But uh, uh, yeah. It's Christmas time. How's, are, are you done with all your Christmas shopping? Um, Not yet. I'm, gonna, um, I'm going away, so I'm going to do some shopping away and... Um, I've got some other things to do, but um, yeah, most of it's pretty much done. What about yourself? Oh no, I, they'll be lucky if they get you know if, if I go down to the convenience store and buy them a bag of chips or something. I don't know. <laughs> you haven't done the dumpster diving yet. No, not yet. No, I I I, I get uh, uh, I I got some shit to do, but uh, I got like I got some of it out of the way. Some of the big stuff out of the way. But I started back in November. Got to pay nice. myself. Can you guys start early? I've noticed as a reseller, I don't, I haven't found anything in December to, to sell because everyone's buying everything for Christmas. You really, you, you, your sales don't don't go up. My sales have gone up, but I haven't been sourcing any stock. I can't find anything. Everything's too expensive at the moment. Uh, I'm, uh, I've, I've, I've been hunting on Amazon, and uh, it, deals have been popping up on Amazon like fifty percent off, and I'm just, uh, I've been picking and choosing, buying little this, little this, little that. Don't don't sleep on Amazon. Their deals are just hunt for them. You can, you, you can still find PS3 games there at a decent price as well. Amazon Australia is a bit different because it's so new. We haven't got many third-party sellers on there and things like that. But you still can get deals. I do follow it. So, Will, uh, who's our guest on today? Tonight's guest is all right, Luis Henrik Kuntz. I don't know if I said his name right. Heinrich. I don't know. He, he can correct me when it comes on. <laughs> The Luis uh, Heinrich Kuntz. Uh, yeah, bring him on out. Bring him on out. Hello, hey guys. <laughs> Luis, what's up? Thank man? you, thank you. Uh, for the Brazilian Portuguese, the correct pronunciation would be Luis Henrique Kuntz. I was going. I was. I was hitting it with the German angle. Is there? Uh, is there some German in your background uh, over there, Luis? There is. There is. Uh, and my brother uh, lives in Germany, so we have. We have a lot, a lot in common with German. Yeah, so yeah, it was, uh, Heinrich Kunz, uh, but no, <laughs> but uh, and how, it's, give me the give me the middle name again. Uh, if you, if it were in Spanish, it would be Luis Enrique, but yeah. in Brazilian Portuguese, Luis Enrique. Enrique, interesting. I love yeah. how the Spanish roll the R's. Enrique. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, my Spanish has gone to crap. Uh, but uh, that's that's another tale. Now, do you, do you speak Spanish, Luis? Oh, I sure don't. Uh, yeah. My my English is pretty bad, but my Spanish it, it gets worse. <laughs> oh, real? Yeah. Well, you know, your English your, your English is fine to me. Uh, some, okay, some, thank you. Some of the guests we've had on here, uh, 
need subtitles. So, but you're, you're good, man. You're good. <laughs> okay. We're talking about you and me need subtitles, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you got some, you, yeah, it, some cultural differences, but you know that's uh, that's to be expected. So you're down in Brazil, Luis. Oh, sorry, I didn't understand. You're down in Brazil. Thank you. Uh, you're down in Brazil. Brazil. Down, where, uh, yeah, you're, well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm here in Brazil, uh, South America. It's pretty. It, it's a pretty uh, cool place where I live because most parts in Brazil gets very hot even uh, in winter. But uh, my state is a little lower, uh, is a little closer to, to Argentina, where will be the finals of the World Cup. And here in my state, we do have a, a lot of hot summer, but we also get some cold winter. So it's good. I guess for me, you're going to be down. Uh, Figsy, I guess you'd be across. Yeah. I think you're over south than me because I'm up north in Australia where it's hot all year round. So I'm jealous where you're saying it's cool sometimes. <laughs> sure yeah. is. No, no, I live out, I live in the middle of the desert. I mean, it's hell here in the summer, but uh, in the winter, oh, it's nice. It's so nice. Except for the fact all these dickheads from up north of America, uh, up the northern parts of America, they all come down here and they hang out in the winter. They're called snowbirds. And they all come <laughs> south for the winter and they just fuck up traffic and uh, and they're usually uh senior citizens and i don't know, i I have, I have a road rage incident every day on the way to and from work but dude, i'm rambling on anyway <laughs> louise tell me uh how long uh how long you've been collecting how long you've been at it yeah uh, i've been a little late to the party uh, regarding to the ps3 because i i only got the the, the console in 2013 but from 2014 uh, I the the collecting uh, uh, worm uh, <laughs> he just bit me and and then it, it's just uh, downhill or uphill from there. <laughs> are you um, are you collecting? I know you're a big PS3 guy, but do you do any anything else? Is it all strictly Sony PS3 or any other consoles? Any uh, Brazilians do like Nintendo. Uh, especially because uh, uh, if we go a, a little to the past, uh, we didn't have uh, the 8-bit Nintendo. Here in Brazil, we got uh, famous for the clone consoles. So we got a lot of clone. My first video game was DynaVision 2, which was a Nintendo clone. And then I got a little better one, uh, Phantom System. And Phantom System was also uh, a clone from the 8-bit the Nintendo. Uh, then uh, in the Super Nintendo era, uh, we we got official here. There was uh, um, it's it was called uh, Playtronic. Playtronic made made a deal with Nintendo, and Playtronic uh, manufactured the the cartridge the cartridges, uh, cartridges here. So we got a a very a very cool uh, uh, time with Nintendo in the Super Nintendo era because we we did have uh, a Brazilian made official. Super Nintendo games, and that was that was super cool. But then uh, Nintendo got away from Brazil, and uh, there was a, a lot of time when we couldn't have Nintendo, uh, especially because there's there's the problem of Brazil not being a rich country, so it was it was only importing. Uh, if we didn't import, there was no no way to to collect or play, 
and uh, Nintendo was away for a very long time here. Now on the Switch era, it's a little cheaper to collect, it's a little cheaper to play. So I'm enjoying my, my Nintendo Switch and buying all the Nintendo Switch ex exclusives. Nice. I was uh, I did my homework uh, on uh, on Brazil a little bit, and uh, from what I understand is anything sold in Brazil has to be made in Brazil. I, I guess is, 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 am I am I understanding the laws correctly? Uh, it's no problem if you import games, but uh, uh, of course the, the only legal way to buy stuff here, if it's easy, is if it's made here. Is that uh, so? Is the uh, is is there a big pirate pirating scene out there? <laughs> there was, Will. There was uh, mainly in PS2 and PS1 era because uh, we didn't have Sony here, so uh, it was uh, again only importing and importing that era, the, the late nineties and the and the, the early two thousands. Oh, it was so expensive, so expensive. And we did resort to piracy a lot for the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 era. And, but moving along to the PS3, PS3 was the, and still is, uh, along with the PS4, the golden age here in Brazil. Uh, um, most houses here that, that plays video game has a PS3 and a PS4. And uh, now it's uh, most of the time uh, since the games are made here, manufactured here, Sometimes it's uh, even cheaper than uh, United States when we get good deals in PS3 and PS4 games. Sometimes it's cheaper than USA. Nice. I um, go ahead, Pigs. I was going to say when you um, were saying it was really expensive to import. Um, most people watching might be aware, but um, in terms of importing tax, you pay like it's over like a hundred percent of the item value, isn't it? It's nothing crazy like that. The taxes are absolutely insane. <laughs> it's something out, out of this world. Because uh, we do have a 60% import tax, but there's a problem. The 60% the, the is <laughs> the, the, the product plus uh, the, the shipping cost. And the shipping cost to Brazil is, is outrageous. <laughs> so <laughs> when, some, when, when I import something that is $100, it will be... Uh, sixty percent, so sixty dollars, plus the shipping costs. Uh, sixty percent of the shipping cost. Uh, uh, it just doubles, doubles the the cost. Jesus. So where where do you usually where when you're looking for games, where do you go? I mean, where, where where's your where do you where do you hunt for games at? Yeah, uh, we, we do have uh, our little tips here for importing. And the, the trick is uh, the, the, sh the tracking number, the, the first letter of the tracking number uh, will say a lot if it will be taxed or not. So there is, there is some, si uh, some online uh, sites. Uh, the, the main one I use and, all, and always goes without taxing is a Canadian site, Video Games Plus. And, and Video Games Plus, uh, uh, they gave us uh, a shipping letter that starts with the letter L. And those shipping uh, is just the best because they, they pass through the, the customs and go directly to my house. But there are other uh, letters like uh, Colex Posto or EMS that is guaranteed that will tax. So, uh, so do, you, do you most, sorry, I keep interrupting things. Go ahead. I was just saying, that's really interesting because I know when I post international, it's always LK. And to me, LK means nothing. 
but to <laughs> someone in Brazil, it actually means something. So that's really Yeah. So do most you... of, most of the packages I, I received from Australia, uh, they they started with the C ladder that that's Colix Posto. Mm -hmm. Uh, and sea ladder, it's 50 50 50-50 that we will we'll tax or not. So do you, you most you, you do most of your game you get most of your games online uh, or are, they, are there any local spots that you go to or marketplace or anything like that? Uh, if I lived in in the biggest uh, Brazilian city, São Paulo, uh, it would be pretty uh, pretty easy to to shop uh, in stores. There are a lot of big stores in São Paulo. And uh, there's a, a famous street. It's called uh, 26 de Março. It's uh, 26th March is the the street, the, the the name of the avenue, and that avenue is famous for having just everything, <laughs> from from uh, retro consoles to newer consoles, and they usually have pretty good prices because they uh, uh, buy the stuff from uh, Paraguay. And Paraguay, which is a neighbor country, uh, doesn't pay taxes. So uh, <laughs> they travel to Paraguay, uh, usually by bus, and, and they, they get the stuff there and bring to Sao Paulo. And that makes uh, a lot cheaper than importing uh, most of the times. But here in my, my city, my, the name of, name of my city is Blumenau. Here in Blumenau, we do have three or four stars, but they mostly have only the newer uh, PS4 and PS5 games and uh, absolutely no retro stuff. But wouldn't pay um, when they're in, sorry when they're leaving Paraguay and entering the border, they wouldn't have to pay importing fees there, or they can get away with it. Most of the time, they get away because the traffic there is 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 uh, is absurd. Uh, there's a lot of Brazilians that go every day to Paraguay. So uh, the uh, I don't know the, the English name fiscalization. The, the fiscal uh, the fiscal guys uh, don't just can't uh, can't stop everyone. They just uh, stop maybe one out of uh, one hundred people that go there. And I guess they're probably looking for people importing other things rather than video games, I would assume. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, th there's a lot of illegal stuff that they can buy there and and, and that uh, uh, sometimes drugs, sometimes it's uh, fake cigarettes. Uh, they, 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 make, they make fake Marlboro cigarettes, for example, and those are the stuff they really go after. I got DJ in the chat, Lewis. He said... Um, you're recently engaged man, so uh, congratulations, uh, big congrats. Is there any plans on um, a wedding anytime soon? Yeah, we are engaged, so uh, and probably in one of two years, uh, I'll have to be the man and say to her, nah, let's marry. <laughs> it didn't, <laughs> it, it's still not there, but close enough. <laughs> well, congratulations on the, uh, the, engage, the pending nuptials and the engagement. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to share my, uh, I was married once and we're not going to talk about that, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you're saying you started collecting for the PS3 around 2013. Um, I had a question. When did the PS3 first come to Brazil? Oh, there's a little of a gray area because, uh, at first there were some games that they were, uh, to be honest, they were imported games, but uh, by a, a, a giant importer. And that giant importer 
uh, did print their name uh, on the on the case, and then uh, the at least the case was already printed in Brazilian Portuguese. So inside there was a, a, a English manufactured uh, um, PS3 disc. There was a North American PS3 disc, but the case outside was uh, the the cover art was printed in Brazilian Portuguese. So that that was the first attempt. And then Sony came, and when Sony came, they started to produce consoles and games in Manaus. Zona, uh, it's uh, Zona Franca de Manaus. It's the name. And that, that is the biggest industrial, industrial pole in Brazil. So uh, I believe it was 2011 when Sony officially came here and started manufacturing. Wow, so late in the life cycle. Like, it's only three years from when Sony actually started making PS4. So it must have been one of their last things they were doing for the PS3. True, I'm true. aware that the PS2 came to Brazil really late as well. They, it never came. PS1 and PS2 never came. We just had to import. It was all pi from Paraguay, <laughs> almost 100% from Paraguay. Yeah, I, uh, I grow, grow, living in Panama, I left right before the PS1 era, but I went back and everything there was, in, if, it was if it was original, legitimate, it was super expensive. But yeah, uh, but piracy was just, it was. You know, everybody had a chipped console. You get you, you buy you buy the PlayStation, you you get it chipped, and you just you just buy pirate. It's, it's, they bootleg everything in Panama. I, I mean, I'm gonna guess the Brazil is similar, but uh, yeah, bootleg. I, I I I've spoken often about my uh, my stance on piracy, and uh, I mean here in America and or you know parts of Europe, no. But you know if. If you're in South America or you're in Africa, I mean, there's really, sometimes there's really no choice, and you know, I'm all for it because you know, play the games, and if you, uh, if you're, if your local people aren't uh, holding up their end of the bargain, you got to do what you got to do. So uh, yeah, get that shit. I don't care. Yeah, true enough. Um, Bra Brazilian people is a very, very passionate people. Uh, uh, just, uh, just about everything we do here, we do it a lot of passion. Uh, you guys can see uh, in soccer. Uh, soccer, we're really passionate about it. Uh, I, I remember when Senna was around. So Formula One was super, super big in Brazil when Senna was around, and uh, everything we put our minds into it. There is a lot of passion. And uh, when when the Nintendo and Super Nintendo era uh, ended, uh, it was quite hard for us because uh, um, gaming, it was already a, a, a passion in Brazil. And everyone knew what uh, Nintendo and Super Nintendo was. So we got, we got passionate about the hobby, passionate about gaming. And then there was no way to uh, legitimately acquire games here. And we we had to resort to piracy just mm -hmm. to keep our passion, and, and it's what we did. But we we no longer see things that way. Uh, there's there's still uh, it's still easy to pirate things if you want uh, PC gaming and stuff. It's it's pretty easy if you want. But uh, with the prices now being more honest here in uh, in Brazil, uh, we just don't don't see why uh, resort to piracy. So if we game on PC, we just uh, buy on Steam or other platform. And if we uh, if we go to console, there's Sony around, uh, Xbox is here in Brazil too. And uh, Nintendo still not around 100%, but it, it's uh, Nintendo is always coming back 
in some in some ways we do have a brazilian uh, e-shop here so uh, uh it's it's quite easy now to to buy things uh, officially and you know it's always a difference of being a, a player because you know or a collector and you know that's uh that's going to depend on where you go to get your stuff because if you're gonna if you just want to play the game yeah you, you know the shortest uh take the quickest route but if you're collecting it you're, you're gonna go that extra mile Speaking of collections, um, Luis, how big is your collection? My PS3 collection now is uh, um, fifteen hundred games. Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, st I still, I still don't have the, uh, I still don't have uh, the full North American library, but I'm close enough. And sometimes I just prefer that is missing uh, twenty games or so because uh, that way the hunt goes on and the passion goes on. <laughs> What's uh what's what's what games are what games are looting you? Like what are your top three games to say you're after still for the PS3? Mm. I still don't have the region three Aquanauts holiday, so that would be my pri top priority. Uh, <laughs> the game I'll never have, but uh, it would be nice if it could, I could oh, get my hands. <laughs> but the game I'll the game I'll never have is 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 figs holy grail so his his 3d game impact from australia is just amazing and uh, with this, say NBA uh, I, no, no, <laughs> nba is pretty cool but i don't consider part of the set so it, it, it would be pretty nice to have as a trophy but not as a part of the set part of the set i i'd say that 3d gaming from from australia it would be a pretty elusive game to have here in brazil <laughs> Is uh is so is is your collection mostly uh, North American games, mostly Brazilian games, mostly PAL, or is it just? No, not at all. Um, uh, my aim is to have all uh, all all released games that is possible to play in English. So I I won't go to a to a Japanese exclusive collection, but uh, but I am I am after uh, Region Three. I am after all the European. Once uh, I am going for the Indian and exclusives and the North American as well. That was my first goal to get a full, I call it the full English set. Yeah. Well, for me, it was a full power set with every North American exclusive and then every uh, region for exclusive. And then, like for you, it's going to be, you know, what you can get. You know, you, I'm sure you don't um, disparify on PAL or North America. You just get the cheapest version that you can, right? Sure thing. Uh, uh, for example, uh, Painkiller, I just got the European version because North American, you know, <laughs> prices. Mm -hmm. But uh, same thing with, uh, there, there's some some interesting stuff here in Brazil because uh, some some games manufactured here for the PS3 uh, was dirty cheap. And, and we go for the North America. In North America, it's pretty pricey. So uh, a good example would be Siberia Collection. Yeah, Siberia Collection here, uh, uh, it was so easy to find it sealed for uh, 10, 10 Brazilian real. 10 Brazilian real is less than $2. Jesus Christ. <laughs> is, uh, is, is, do you, do you, with, uh, with, so that's a, is that a Brazilian one? A Brazilian, Brazilian copy? Yeah, yeah, my Siberia collection is a Brazilian copy. I, I, I don't see a reason to have the North American one. So it's got the. Is, uh, what, what do you guys call your uh, age restriction? Uh, your, uh, you know what I'm talking about. 
It's NTSC ESRB here, uh, Peggy. What what do they call yours over there? Sure, we don't have a name for it, but it's just a it's just an age mark that starts with L. L means livre. Livre would be free for all or mm-hmm. something like that. And then we, and then just numbers that, uh, that, that, that is the age appropriate, uh, 10, 12, um, 16, and 18. So that's what I wanted to discuss. So every uh, game that's released in Brazil today is printed in Brazil for, the, for Nintendo and for PlayStation. You don't have Xbox games? We do, we do. Uh, Xbox oh, games, uh, they, they are also printed here in Brazil, and it, uh, it goes by the same rules of age restrictions and stuff. Uh, not, uh, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty intense here, the, the, the restrictions, because everything goes to the government, and the government will test the games and, and, and put, put an age to that. That goes also for the, the television. So you can assume that a game might get a rating in, say, America or Europe, but it may get a completely different rating in Brazil, depending on what the government decides. Sure, sure, and it does. Uh, some games, I believe, they they just don't play or don't test. And sometimes, uh, a game that is mature rating in US is free here. <laughs> so we got <laughs> we got that type, that kind of stuff too. <laughs> now, I had an interesting one that I wanted to discuss, Lewis. And this is something that collectors throughout the world debate. Um, so Brazil, is it PAL or is it NTSC? <laughs> I remember when the Beliskner, uh, uh, he came to me and he said, whoa, Luis, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just almost there to complete my PAL set. I just need Chavez Cart. Uh, Chavez Cart is the Brazilian name for El Chavo Cart. And uh, I said, okay, okay, no problem. I'll go it after for you. But why is that the, a, a pal game for you? And and he said, but but uh, uh, I always I always thought here in Brazil, uh, the the system uh, uh, the TV system there is a pal uh, M. And and then I said to him, yeah, the, there was a time in the nineties where we had a system color, and our system color color was. Pell M, and uh, it, it was in, it was uh, uh, kind of unusual because other other I, I think Pell M is it was exclusive for Brazil, and some games I remember a Super Mario RPG when I got that game and I put on my Super Nintendo uh, the game was black and white, and I didn't I didn't know why at the time, uh, so uh, I got to uh, I got to to an electric engineer. And he did had to modify my, my console, my Super Nintendo, in order to uh, the colors appear in Super Mario RPG. So we had that that system here in Brazil. But I believe, uh, in in my understanding, that when um, HD tele- HD television came and we uh, we started to use HDMI cables, uh, uh, that that the, that no longer makes a difference. Uh, um, uh, even even in in the the label of our Brazilian games, uh, it's BLUS and BCUS. Uh, it's just like we we have the the same uh, system as uh, North Americans. So I I could say today that we use NTSC uh, and not PAL. Uh, I, as far as collecting is concerned, I consider yeah Brazil is just an outlier. You know, it's its own thing. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, 
I don't chase Brazil. I have a friend of mine, he, he messaged me today. He's like, uh, I was thinking about going after this game. What do you think? And it was uh, El Chavez card. And then uh, I was like, aren't you going for a full uh, North American set? He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, that, that, one's, that one's Brazilian. He's like, what? I said, like, yeah, El, North America is El Chavo. And uh, Brazil is, is uh, El Chavez card. I, I think I saved the guy a couple hundred bucks. He's like, holy shit, I have no idea. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a gray area for some people that people, some people don't know what the hell. And he's like, I, I thought that, uh, I thought that age, that age badge looked a little odd. So, uh, <laughs> just make sure. So I wouldn't consider Brazilian games, I guess, part of the, uh, the, the North American set, but, uh, I, it's not pal. Uh, you, you know what? Your own, your, your own thing. Uh, just, just, <laughs> you can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's really interesting because, um, like, Beliskisner is right. When, if you talk in the 90s, PAL and N NTSC meant something. Like, PAL meant it was, I think, 55 hertz where NTSC 50. was 60. True. Okay, 50 and 60. Where today, that doesn't actually mean anything. Yeah, we still use these words, and it doesn't really mean anything. We're just sort of talking about the different age rating systems and, like, what's printed on the covers. Yeah, and the odd thing about PAL M is that we were PAL in the 90s, but we were 60 hertz. So it was it was its own thing. Yeah, um, yeah. The the HDMI cable killed NTSC, killed PAL. But yeah, that's that's still how we refer to games, and uh, it's just uh, it's just how it goes. I had a guy argue in in the facebook group uh he he was arguing to death that no there's no such thing as pal there's no such when we're talking about ps3 games and he was i mean he was right but uh he couldn't wrap his head around the fact that that's just what they call them that's just the uh that's just the language of these games and uh it still is to this day even ps4 and ps5 oh is that yeah. a, it's, a, it's a peggy rating it's a pal game yeah, but you know there's no pal system anymore pal and ntsc it's just a uh, it's a television format, and that's all it is. Yeah, but but you said you said will that uh, you you actually don't uh, personally consider uh, Brazilian games part of the North American set. It's true, it's not part of the North American set. But see, for example, uh, a game that in Europe uh, is called uh, Move Mind Benders, and uh, uh, um, uh, is it Move Mind Benders? I, I think yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. Uh, and here in Brazil, we just got a PlayStation. Uh, uh, it is PlayStation Move Puzzle Collection is the name of the game. It's the exact same game as Move Mind Benders, but Move Mind Benders uh, is considered a part of the PAL set. Uh, but PlayStation Puzzle uh, Move Puzzle Collection does has does have the uh, BCUS ID. So it, it's it's uh, it's U.S. in the idea of the title. Uh, so there is some Canadian and North Americans that uh, that ask me that game because they just put in their set just because in the uh, uh, in the spine where the ID is it, it, it's U.S. I I, 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 I I deny it. I, uh, no <laughs> no you're no it doesn't exist. I don't look at the spine. <laughs> to me. Uh, I never, yeah, I do look at the spines, I guess, but uh, to me, uh, I'm, I'm closed-minded American, and uh, it's all about the age restriction on the, <laughs> the bottom corner. That's that's what's going to make it a pal or Brazilian or. So third. you do, so you do go after the Mexican ones that yeah that has the SRB logo. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, what is, what is it? Loot the the Lucha Libre one. Uh, what else is out there? Uh, There's Senseiya Soldier Soul. Yeah, I, I've I've had those. Those came in and out of my collection. Uh, uh, Sean, no, actually, I, I think I had those, pal. But uh, then the NFL and Espanol. I think that was was the NFL and Espanol. Was that I don't, was that PS2 or, or just PS3 or both? I don't remember. That was a Mexican release. That one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Mexican release is still North or North America. It's still NTSC, but they you know they still got the ESRB badges on them. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and of sure. course, El, El Chavo cart. Um, El Chavo cart. I found two of them at the same time once. I got a hell of a deal on them. Uh, and then I sold them immediately because uh, they're, I didn't want them in my collection. <laughs> to me, there's a, pre- there's a pretty hard to find one uh, uh, that I think it's Mexican and, yeah, and has a SRB logo. It's that double pack, the sports champions with medieval moves. Oh, that's a very hard to find one. Uh, and I think it's a Mexican, ex- Mexican ex- exclusive. There's always a, there's always a couple guys uh, in in these video Facebook video game groups that uh, take like monthly trips down to Mexico and they go to El Mercado and they and they and they always yeah, that, that's the one fix. I just always... finished making a double pack video and they're all sitting right next to me. So <laughs> <laughs> this is cool because this actually has a um, the disc and the manual are double packs as well. Oh, pretty cool, cool stuff. Split down the middle. And like you wouldn't think, like this is two shovelware titles. This is the hardest double pack for me to track down. Uh, I believe you. Yeah. And like you think it wouldn't be desirable, so you got to take that into consideration. How hard is it really to find if collectors can't find it, and you, no one's going to want this for the, you know, just casually picking up a sports champion game. <laughs> True. Hey, Figsy, uh, are you familiar with the uh, video game repatriation act? Video game. <laughs> you are required by law to send that back to the United States. Uh, I'm sorry, that's just you have contraband right there. So just that's send not it back. from the states. It's from Mexico. What are you talking about? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're not. You're not fooling anyone. Send it back. General, I had a question. I don't know if you'll be able to answer this, Lewis, but um, uh, so we know that there is uh, printing um, for Brazil. Um, how about for the rest of South America and Central America? Like there are Mexican exclusives. Are they printed in America, in USA? Is there like a printing place for Spanish NTSB games? Are you aware of this? I think uh, it's probably a Sony Latin America. Uh, Sony Latin America must have an office. And that office, I don't know where it's located. Maybe it's in Mexico. Uh, they print games that will be sold uh, with the ESRB logo to Mexico, to Chile, to Argentina, uh, uh, to uh, Ecuador, uh, and other South American countries that are that aren't Brazil because we have our own or our own rating system. But all the other South American countries use the ESRB logo, so the, there must be a, a central uh, a central office for Sony Latin America that that print all of them. Just logistically, that's actually crazy to think of that Canada have their own, America have their own, and then every other country in the Americas bar Brazil use their own. Like logistically, that's crazy to think of, but it must work. And it is because uh, when you, you when you think of that uh, uh, subset, uh, the digitalis subset, uh, the, the ones, the, the five ones that, that doesn't come with the disc is just a download voucher inside. Uh, those do, doesn't exist in Brazil. 
uh, I, 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 uh, I get sent a, a lot of emails. I receive a lot of emails for me to track down these games. I don't have a way to track down these games. <laughs> they aren't from Brazil. And they were, they were especially hard to find for me because I didn't have contacts in Chile or Ecuador or Peru or Bolivia that could send me these games. And uh, those are, uh, I believe they, they aren't sold in Mexico and the Digitalis subset are only sold in a few select South American countries, such as Argentina and Chile. I'm still missing that subset, unfortunately. <laughs> it's a you, pretty uh, hard to find one. Do you ever go on a video game, uh, go to other countries just to hunt video games? Do you ever go to, is it, was it Uruguay or Paraguay you said is next door? Paraguay. Paraguay. But Uruguay is also next door, but Paraguay is the one that doesn't uh, have taxes. So we go there just to, to buy a little cheaper. No, I did go once to Paraguay, but it was a long time ago. Uh, no, uh, the the coolest trip I, I did was in 2019. I go, I, I, I've gone uh, visiting my brother in Germany. And uh, that trip was pretty cool because the, there was a lot of games with some collectors there. Uh, uh, there was a lot uh, with Honi, Honi Konig. Uh, there was a lot with, with Chris. There were some games with Nicolo Rossi. And, and they just sent those games to my brother. And my brother, I think it, they were, he was with 120 games there, just sitting, waiting for me to go there and pick them up. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Did you have I, any I coming back into the country? No, not at all. Uh, there, there is some some catch when you you, you pick up flights. If you pick up flights, that uh, the fly the, the flight will arrive in Brazil uh, uh, just five a.m., six a.m., seven a.m. Uh, uh, most of the time, there is no person there uh, waiting to to uh, in Brazilian customs inside the inside the <laughs> airport so <laughs> we just arrived at 5 a.m and it was just so easy to pass <laughs> pass through there must have been a soccer game on TV so they just, uh, they, they just... <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a good way to time it plan when yeah like, soccer games are on come on. yeah when an important soccer soccer game is yeah that, that would be a cool tip <laughs> All right, guys, you're going to have to pardon me. Uh, I will be back. I just on that, I know I messaged you the other day when um, Brazil were playing and I asked if you were able to watch the game and you said uh, my work was shutting down for two hours. So um, is it really like that in the World Cup when Brazil play, like everything just stops for a couple of hours and everyone watches the game? Absolutely. Uh, my my fiance uh, just didn't have work those days, the days Brazil Brazil was playing. <laughs> so she, she, she isn't much into soccer, but she was cheering a lot for Brazil just because she, she wouldn't have work those days. <laughs> so that's crazy because in Australia, obviously we're not a soccer nation, but the people that watch the Australian games, the news were making it like, Oh, these brave people that woke up at 4 a.m. to watch the game, like they're going out of their way to do it. Meanwhile, other countries like take the day off to get by. <laughs> yeah, basically. But Brazil just stops when there is a World Cup game that Brazil is is playing. I love the passion behind it. <laughs> Even in watching the crowds over in Qatar, Argentina are the same, but you see like 40, 50,000 of these fans and countries like Croatia have struggled to bring 5,000 of their fans <laughs> over and they do, they're do they doing so well. Um, Liz, I wanted to talk about some of our trades. We've done some really interesting <laughs> trades over the years um, <clears throat> in terms of packages I've sent out and packages I've received. 
It's probably some of the craziest packages I've ever received <laughs> and one of the craziest packages I've ever sent. Um, but I really wanted to talk about the package I sent to you, uh, in particular what we did in that package to save on <laughs> import fees because some people listening to this may be in Brazil and may be curious to hear on what we did to get around um, those costs. So I'll let you um, break down what we did. Yeah, yeah. Some people will call me crazy for doing that, but it was necessary. It was necessary and, and just just went fine that way. It's just that um, here in Brazil, we do receive a lot of packages uh, from uh, international packages. So uh, it's just uh, not, uh, most of the times there is there is no problem with importing and things won't won't stop in customs and all will be all be fine and you won't pay tax the problem comes uh, with some uh, when the the volume is higher when the volume is higher uh, that it, it just goes in a different section of the customs and when that happens it's almost 100% that the, that it will have a taxation but uh, before uh, uh, talking about that uh, i was just about to say that my trade with figs I think may have received a badge in our collecting group for the the longest ongoing trade, right, Figs? Um, no, because me and Ballista actually topped that. We started a trade at a similar time, and I only just finished it. Like, started in 2017. COVID period was on hold. Yeah. And it's just finished now. So I, yeah, but prior to that, that was the longest trade. But it wasn't yeah. one of those things. It was one of those things that we knew, you know, that the trade was going to end and it was like an ambitious thing. So it was, I'm going to get you these games, but I'm not going to buy pay eBay prices. I'm going to wait until I find them for decent prices and you were the same. And yeah, it just worked out in the end. Yeah, the, the, thing, the thing about the games I sent you, uh, uh, you asked for a lot of uh, gaming packs and those, especially Lego gaming packs. And those gaming packs, oh, they, they are, uh, are made of a very thin cardboard box. Yeah, For like example. that. So it's, it's just so hard to find those in good condition. Uh, here in Brazil, especially those Lego kids games, uh, they just throw throw out the boxes, or they they just don't care about it, and and it, it, it's always uh, with a lot of marks, and uh, it, it's super it's super hard uh, to find sealed and to find it in the good condition. Sometimes you even find it sealed, but oh, it looks like it was smashed uh, by a truck because uh, uh, the just the our trade gone so long because sometimes I received packs. And I and I said to myself, "Oh no, I won't send that to to, to figs because the condition is just horrible." <laughs> and then I just click the button the, just to send the item back and and just return the money. So that that that's one of, one of the the reasons. But uh, you asked me how uh, you. I asked you uh, to get my games, and that was pretty, pretty exciting and and and, and strange, but it, it was necessary. The volume is a problem here. Uh, if the volume was high, uh, there will be 100% taxation, and I, I believe Figs just got me more than more than 50 games. So if it if it were 50 games with the boxes, that would be a high volume, and uh, the taxation would be pretty pretty hard. 50 like. Uh, 
a lot of high-end titles as well. So yeah, both. yeah, it, it it wasn't FIFA 13. <laughs> it was a lot of, of of hard to find games. So I just asked Fix, "Hey Fix, uh, just keep the boxes. <laughs> uh, I just need the disc and the inserts uh, and the cover art." And so what Fix said, what Fix uh, uh, may, uh, did was just throw out uh, of the boxes. I believe he, he kept the boxes, <laughs> and just sent me on a large envelope. Or, or it was a, a small box. Just all the games that that were only discs with inserts, manuals, and the cover art, <laughs> and it just all went well. I didn't I didn't uh, receive any taxation. None of them got damaged. They all arrived right. You had all the cases to replace them when they arrived. It just worked out. Yeah, I just I just had uh, four hundred empty cases here waiting just for for those types of trades. Oh man, <laughs> crazy though that you can break down fifty games like stack of fifty games into a pile that's this high. But, yeah, you know, it's still fifty games at the end of the day. <laughs> it was a small, a small package, but it was a, a, a pretty, pretty heavy one. <laughs> no, no, man, it drives me nuts when, when you're thumbing through marketplace or offer up, and you see somebody selling a big pile of games, and it's in one of those CD books, and the, and it's just, oh my god, where's the rest of it? You know, it's 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 mind boggling. Oh no, Figsy left. No, I guess he had to go potty. And then, but anyway, uh, what did I miss? Um, what did I miss while I was gone? Anything important? <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, we, we were just talking about uh, one of the biggest ongoing trades in, in our group, and that was uh, when Fix just got me 50 games and I got him, I, I guess, 60 or 70 games. And it was a, a, a pretty big ordeal for me and for him just to get the games. <laughs> yeah, uh, from what I understand is uh, you're the go-to guy for uh, for anything South American, for any, uh, for any of the... Um, uh, Brazilian games. How many? How many people have you sent stuff out to uh, in the past? Or do you, did Rick? Did you ever trade with Ricky Andre by chance? No, no, not to Ricky Andre. But I, I, my, it's it's just that here in Brazil, it's not that hard uh, to find North America. The, the North America set. The North American set is is mm. quite uh, quite easy compared to European, Australian, uh, Indian, and and those uh, region three Asian games. Uh, so I, I just made trades mostly with Europeans, Australians, uh, and some guys uh, from Asia. Uh, but I believe I made more than four, 40, close to 50 trades, no, uh, international man. trades. <laughs> Luis, you are. I, 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 did, I, did I did send a lot of uh, uh, 3D packs and uh, Chavez cards uh, all around the world. <laughs> well, I was going to yeah. say that you probably sent 50 copies of that 3D Brazilian gaming pack around the world, right? Maybe a little more. <laughs> <laughs> so when you, when, you, when you see these games out and about, you just grab them up and just wait for somebody to, to hit you up yeah in, in fact yes uh, here in Brazil it's it's quite odd that people uh, just don't have any idea that some games are, are sought, sought after uh, for um, people overseas so every time I, I, I just saw that that 3d game and most of the times they were sealed. Uh, I just found them for uh, less than five dollars, uh, and I just kept piling up and piling up and piling up. Uh, I 
I just, there was a time when I had more than 60 of those 3D packs uh, sealed in my, in my living room, just waiting to send uh, overseas. Can you still get copies or have you still got copies today? Are people able to reach out to you and get one, Lewis? Sure thing. There, there are some games that are becoming very hard to find. I, I'm actually now uh, helping Tristan, and Tristan uh, is kind of, uh, he, he goes for the obscure. And since he goes for the obscure, uh, it's uh, he's giving me a hard time, I would say. So it, it's, it's not that easy to find some games. But when it's the, the, the uh, most common ones, Chavez cards not that common now in Brazil. It's getting pretty hard to find. But I still can find Chavez card and I still can find that 3D uh, logo and demo disc. Yeah, you're you got Mark in the chat saying, and Africa as well. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mark, how's things? Uh, uh, he, he, just, he just wrote, Luis, what's your current collecting goals? Yeah, Mark, uh, my current collecting goals is to have the, the full uh, uh, exclusive Switch uh, uh, set, Switch collection. Ooh. So it's uh, only exclusive, yeah, uh, exclusive Even Switch games. crazy. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's pretty cool. I do have a, a niche subset that, that I, I just love because it's, uh, I do love my JRPGs and my, uh, my favorite JRPG is the Xeno series. So Xeno Gears, Xeno Saga, and Xeno Blade. Uh, so those Xeno, I'm just trying to collect everything. So I'm I just uh, just uh, trying to find all those action figures, uh, uh, games, uh, games from all the regions they they were uh, released. So it's uh, also a collecting goal of mine. And eventually, uh, the the PS3 full set, excluding the Japanese exclusives that don't play in English. Lewis, can we talk about one set that you have completed already? And um, as far as I'm aware, you're the only person that I know that has completed this set. It's very impressive. I've got a photo of it I'm going to bring up here. And that, of course, <laughs> is the favorite set. Now, tell us about this. That's a pretty interesting one. Um, there, when, just when uh, Sonny uh, came to Brazil, uh, they they came, but they they just they just put the the US uh, dollar uh, cost, and they just made that uh, to Brazilian real. Uh, and if you do that type of thing, just go and 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 price everything just according to the US cost. It gets a lot, uh, a lot expensive for us. Uh, one Brazilian real now it's five point five dollars, and uh, it, it's it's pretty expensive. So when just when when games are manufactured here, they they cost less than sixty dollars uh, if you if you transform it to Brazilian real. So when Sony came, they they didn't do that. They just, uh, it, it was just the exact uh, price in dollar, just uh, in Brazilian real. And what they tried, they, they eventually made, um, I, I do have something uh, uh, cool here with me. I'll just show it to you. The first attempt the Sony made here in Brazil was this. It's the Tri-Play. <laughs> this is Tri-Play Adventure. So it's three games in, in, in one package. 
those three games here is Motor Storm Apocalypse, Echo and Shadow of the Colossus, and Uncharted 2. So this pack uh, had a promotional price. Uh, I, this is the Triplay tri Adventure. Here is Triplay Family with Gran Turismo 5, Little Brit Planet 2, Ratchet and Clank Offer 1. Are these sealed? And these are sealed. And the last is uh, Triplay Fanatics with Infamous 2, Qzone 3, and Resistance 3. This was Sony's first attempt to uh, make things uh, a little bit cheaper for us. So they had this for a promotional price. The problem was you had to be interested in, in those three games. <laughs> if you are interested just in one of them, then it, it, it would cost less just to, to, to buy that game. So I think they, they thought a little better and decided to release the, our, our type of greatest hits. And when they released the favoritos set here, the, the golden ones that Fix uh, showed uh, pictures, the, those favoritos really came here and popularized PlayStation 3 in Brazil because the price was very, very cheap for, for us at least. And uh, it was possible to, to buy games for a cheaper price. Later, they just kept releasing games, even the Black Label ones, for the same price as the Favoritos. So that, that, that Favoritos just marked uh, a time here in Brazil when it, was, it started to become cheap to collect and to game. So it, it has a, spe a special place in my heart, the, that subset. Uh, that, the, I would say that uh, I'm not uh, the, the Brazilian that has most that has the full subset, because the Brazilian subset of Favoritos has 45 games. But uh, Mexico did uh, uh, does have 15 uh, Favoritos that we didn't get here in Brazil. So the full uh, international Favoritos subset, Mexico plus Brazil, would be 60 games. And I only have uh, the 45 Brazilian ones, and I have just, um, just one Mexico one that is uh, Demon Souls that has the ESRB uh, logo. So is the, uh, is the artwork on the Favoritos, is it, uh, is it, in, is it Spanish? Or, or actually, it'd be in Brazilian, the, the 45 original. Yes, yeah, our Brazilian okay. 45. There we go. Uh, the name of they don't translate the, the name of the game, so the name of the game is in English, but everything else is Brazilian Portuguese. If you go to the back cover, it will be written in Brazilian Portuguese. Yeah, that was my question. Yeah, cool. I would I'm say saying. after the um Sing Star set, it's the best looking set of spines <laughs> on the PS3. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's a pretty cool looking one. No, I've I've come across some favoritos at uh, local shops because I'm butt up against Mexico, and uh, you know so this stuff sneaks in. I just, I I just pass them up because you know they're gold, and that's not gonna. <laughs> it just doesn't work for me. I'm a, I don't know, I'm weird like that. It, my my game my game collection is arranged by color and by and by genre and by uh, of my favorites. And there's no alphabetical. Uh, there's no alphabet alphabetism going on there. I don't know if that's a word alphabetism, but is your is your set alphabetical? My set is alphabetical, but uh, yeah. I do keep I do keep separate uh, all the limited edition collector editions and the favoritos. I, I like them together. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, no, no, you're not convincing <laughs> me. <laughs> Los, here's, my, here's a question that some people might be thinking: SingStar and Buzz Games are they part of your? quest for a full ps3 set oh not at all 
<laughs> just a, just a, a very crazy collector will be going after all of them. <laughs> and I know you did fix. Um, I wouldn't go for them again, though. I've done it, but I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> uh, no, no. I, I do have a podcast here in Brazil. It's called a uh, Hair Game, but uh, translated is Jogo Haru. I, I do. I, I am the co-host, and the host is a Brazilian journalist that lives in São Paulo. Uh, the name of the Brazilian journalist is Samuel Leite. Samuel Leite is is his collection is is getting pretty big. I believe he already has uh, thirteen hundred PS3 games, and he is after Buzz and Singstar. Uh, but but he, he's pretty aware that it will be super hard to find the, the last 10 ones of uh, those sets. I'm pretty sure I follow who you're talking about on Instagram. <laughs> it's possible. I don't fuck with Instagram too much, to be honest. At any rate, uh, Luis, uh, or not Luis, Figsy, um, Let's give some love to the fo the boys and girls in the chat. Uh, it's been it's been a minute since we said hello to these dickheads. Uh, who do, uh, who do we got in the chat this evening? Let's go all the way to the top. We got <laughs> chaos in here. Good day, chaos. Hello, chaos. Chaos will be coming on uh, in January for a podcast, guys. So be sure to um, check out chaos's episode. TJ was in here. Uh, James is in here. What's up, James? Hello, James. How you doing? Uh, James had a question for us too, so we'll answer that while we've got James up here. James was saying, what's your most anticipated upcoming release? Um, I don't have many upcoming releases that I'm excited about. Um, and that is for the big fact that games don't get released complete anymore. Um, I've, mm. I've been disappointed recently by a lot of games, and I'm trying to not buy games brand new anymore. Apart from Elden Ring, every game I bought brand new, like Pokemon, Broken, Gran Turismo 7 didn't come out complete. Like It's, it's really disappointing spending a lot of money on a game and you can't play it. Um, so I'm trying not to get excited about games, but I am pretty excited about the upcoming Harry Potter game. Um, so I'm hoping that they release it and it works from day one. <laughs> How about you guys? The, the the Harry Potter game is the only game I'm looking forward to. Um, but uh, really, I'm just going back. I mean, there's so much there's so much stuff out there that I want that's old, and you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, I can find it at a decent price. But no, I don't really look forward to too too many new games. But you know, James is Captain, you know, PS5 over there, so uh, everything he's after is new and exciting. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Luis? Well, for me, I would say uh, there are two games that I'm uh, anticipating. Uh, one of them, I know it will be released. They just uh, mentioned it uh, today. Uh, by the way, it's East 10. Uh, I do love my JRPGs. So uh, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, East 8, Lacrimosa of Dana, and East 9, Monstrum Nox. And they just uh, said they're mm -hmm. going to release in 2023 um, East uh, 10. So it's uh, 10 will be a, a great game to play. And another game I, I would love to have um, would be Xenoblade Chronicles X. I do have it for the Wii U, but uh, it, it's a game that really deserves um, uh, an, um, 
definitive edition release. And I hope it doesn't come for the Switch. I, I do hope it, it comes for the Switch number two or the Switch Pro, if that gets ever released, because it's a game that it's it's already pretty beautiful on the Wii U, and it would be much more beautiful on a, on a high high profile or high end uh, system that Nintendo just didn't release yet. They're up to 10 of those already? Oh, damn. When did it start? Is that a, is E started on PS2 or PS1? Oh, E started on the uh, on the uh, Japanese computer games in the 80s. So it's a game from 87 I believe is one. Oh damn. Wow. So, what well, that's what I love about the Switch though is the Switch they seem to be re-releasing like all the good Wii, Wii U games. Um, you're finding that the Switch's library is crazy. Like um, I'm only just new to Nintendo, but like I'm able to pick up all the Xenoblade games, you know, Mario Party 8, you know, Mario Kart 8. And it, it's really awesome to be able to get, you know, the best of last generation, the generation before, but all on the one system. Uh, so like you're saying, Xenoblade Chronicles X, uh, even if it does get released on the new gen, I wish that they would also re-release it on the Switch. So, you know, that Switch <laughs> library one day will be like one of the most amazing libraries out there. It already is. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I'm just going for the Switch exclusives. It will be next to impossible to have all the physical releases of Switch games, especially with those... Uh, um, uh, like Limit and Run and Super Hair Games, uh, etc. They just keep releasing games every day for the Switch. It's crazy. And they're yeah. not cheap games either. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, from from what I know of Switch, which is very little, they the game prices don't go down. Uh, they pretty they pretty well hold their prices. But uh, no, is the Switch as bad as the Wii U with the shovelware? No, I, I don't believe so. Apart from the limited run companies um like there is a bit of shovelware out there for the switch but it's the same games that are also getting released on ps4 where it's not like Wii exclusives so, that so yeah we, so, we do get we do get a lot of uh re-releases of ps3 games for example uh, uh for the nintendo switch so uh, uh, being being a lower end platform uh it, it does get uh, releases of the um some previous playstation uh, uh consoles it, it's pretty cool because the the library of the switch gets massive but it's always it's it's i would say it's pretty next to impossible to have all the games there are some full switch collectors out there and they've already got well over like 1000 games and it's Oof. very impressive i'm pretty yeah. sure the library is actually closer to 2000 now which is yeah, that, crazy that's insane. how much time how much how much time we got left on the switch two years three years four years i was chatting to someone about this the other day actually so they've done an oled switch but we haven't actually had a switch pro yet um so what the interesting thing with nintendo is they've always had two consoles running a handheld and you know a home system well now with the switch it's just the one so nintendo are in this really interesting time where they don't have to release two consoles their next console is going to be the one thing so are they going to release a switch 2 is it going to be like a switch pro where it's just upgraded um they've already done the oled but they didn't actually upgrade upgrade any of the stats of the switch so it's interesting i think nintendo are in a really good position um like look at switch sales i think they've almost sold 100 million consoles absolutely insane 
Yeah, I, I believe then they won't uh, make the same mistakes that uh, the, the next uh, console they will call Switch U. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I believe I, they. I believe they got smarter. <laughs> oh, I, I. I don't know. Maybe uh, Nintendo does some stupid shit. Let's not, <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Who else we got? Goons in here. Hey, I listen to your podcast while at work. Finished episode seven today. Just got home. Finally, see you live. So, hello from England, a fellow PS One and Two collector here. Oh, I'm glad yeah. you're enjoying the podcast, Goon. Thanks for watching. What's up, Goon? Thanks, thanks, Goon. Uh, I was there twice to saying third party sell your soul to me type of prices in Canada. <laughs> 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 Unless you are in America, though, you can relate to those conversations with really high prices. You know, you see people talk about, or even on this podcast, talk about free set games from Walmart and things like that, and like. You know, that's unheard of in countries. In, in Europe, you never hear of games going for less than five euros and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, we're lucky. We get sometimes the bargain bin does, the uh, the dollar bin or whatever you want to call it, does uh, have some prizes in it. But uh, it's it's weird. It's, it's, it's all about luck. It's just who knows what's going to happen, who knows what's out there. I would say good day to some more people. We've got... Michael Riley is watching from sunny Darwin in Northern Territory. Good day, Michael. What's up, Michael? I got Videodrome 80. Good day, Videodrome oh, 80. That's, uh, that's uh, Mr. Powers. He's going to be on. I think, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, on, it's on the chalkboard or the, the dry erase board. Uh, early January, I believe. Yeah, he's coming. We'll have him on the show soon. So what's up, man? We've got Jermaine from the UK. What's up, Jermaine? And we got another UK boy in here with Jason. Uh, Lulu girl was saying. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can control it if you want. I love hearing <laughs> you go getting games in each country. You've lost. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. I want to say uh, this is my boy Jim Jordan. He's a uh, he's he's one of my better good good friends. What's up, Jim? Uh, Michael was agreeing with you on piracy will if your country won't hold up the end of the button then you cannot get the games and pirate them and like you were saying lewis with importing like okay someone in america is paying 60 dollars for their game and they're sitting on the, the edge going piracy's bad that's fine but then if you relate that same person in brazil has to pay 200 dollars to get that game um like that's a big difference you know you're almost paying triple the price for the exact same product so that person who's paying two hundred dollars is most more likely to be a fan of parsing, right? Because it's yeah, and we do have a problem with the cost of consoles as well. Uh, I remember when in two thousand and thirteen, when the PS four came, the PS four. Uh, correct me if I if I'm, I'm wrong, Will, but uh, I believe it was four hundred dollars when when it released uh, the PS four in North America. You know, I don't remember to be honest with you. I have a terrible memory, and uh, yeah, I, let, I, let, I got mine. I got mine for free. <laughs> yeah, let's just say it was four hundred. Here in Brazil, it costed four thousand Brazilian real. Uh, that would be, a, I would say, that would be at the time um, more than one thousand dollars for the oh, PS4. Man. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that's that, that's like right when it came out. 
Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And the PS5 now is costing um, also uh, four uh, four thousand Brazilian real. So that's uh, now now the exchange rate is a little different than in two thousand and thirteen. But I would say it's uh, um, it's eight hundred US dollars for the PS5 now. I yeah. wanted to touch on that. So I got a friend in India, and he's just bought a PS5 retail twelve hundred dollars because that's what their Ooh. currency rate is buying. Like when you're complaining about scalpers, just saying someone in India has to pay twelve hundred US dollars to get a PS5 at retail. That's what the shops are selling it for. Oof. Like, that's, that's hard, man. Luis, you got a PS5 yet? I do not have a PS5. I, I usually uh, wait. I'm not an, an early adopter, and I usually uh, wait till the Slim model comes. I'm not sure if it will be a PS5 Slim, but if if there will, I'll still wait a little bit. And if there is a Slim, I'll go for the Slim. I'm I'm with you, man. Solidarity. <laughs> uh, PS5 is readily available to buy in Brazil. It sure is. It is. Uh, we don't have problem of of stock. We just have a problem of prices. <laughs> yep. You know what I what I what I've been finding because uh, like I told I told you, Pigsy, I've been hunting on Amazon a lot lately. Uh, what I've been finding is PS5 games are their PS4 counterparts are are uh, the PS5 games are cheaper than the PS4 games. I really? Mean, yeah, hmm. uh, and and it it, it kind of makes sense because you got one disc that'll play on two consoles, the PS4 copy. And then you got sure. one disc that'll only play on the P on the PS5. Uh, I asked about it in the groups, and some people say it's just automatic pricing uh, done by these companies because you know the PS5 just isn't selling as well as the PS4. And uh, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that trend holds because uh, I, I'm I'm riding this PS4 train until the the wheels fall off. If you know what I mean? Mm. But uh, yeah, in so Australia, well, um, PS4 games are sold like twenty dollars cheaper than PS5 games. Well, it. I was uh, my uh, my girlfriend, uh, whatever she she wants, uh, Devil and Me for Christmas. So I, I so I go I go on Amazon. I, I even went on uh, GameStop. Uh, the uh, it's forty dollars for the PS4 version, and it's uh, thirty dollars on the uh, on the PS5. Uh, and say yeah, same. Uh, and uh, I think James showed me an example. I think the price has changed since, but uh, Callisto, the, the is it called Callisto yeah. Project? Yeah, I've, cheap. I've actually heard Cali bad things about it. I'll be honest. I think it's the Callisto Protocol, right? Protocol. Thank yeah, you. Protocol. It's cheaper on the PS5 than it is on the PS4. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think we'll be we'll be seeing PS4 for a while, but uh, PS5. Yeah, there's one in my future, but uh, I don't know if I'm going to wait until the uh, slim model comes out. But uh, yeah, there's there's one down the road for me somewhere. <laughs> Well, that's really interesting because I I've purposely been collecting the PS4 version in my head. Going in the future, I think this will be the more collectible version. Now, if you look at the late released PS3 games compared to the same game that was released on PS4, the PS3 version is more expensive today and harder to find. Um, Blaze Blue chronicle trigger i think was the last one comes to mind uh, odin spear um the, there was a lot of them and every single late release ps3 game seems to be the one to grab so with that logic in mind i've been okay let's get the ps4 version and it's also been cheaper so it's been like a win-win for me 
Yeah, no, here in Brazil, the PS5 games also aren't that expensive. The problem is the console. I was just talking with my the host of, of my podcast, Samuel Leite, and we were talking about PS5 and Xbox One and series games now. Because let's just say it's the last generation we have physical media. Uh, it will be, uh, for the collecting scene, it will be uh, some something really uh, interesting uh, if you if you think about uh, what will be uh, for the future to say, I have the full set of the last console that released it in physical media. And that could be the PS, uh, the, the Xbox series or the PS5. Uh, if, if I got now, if I, I still don't have a Series X and I still don't have the PS5, but if I had them, I think I would be starting to, to collect with a little more effort those, those consoles, since, of course, we don't know, but could be the last generation that we have physical media or optical drives on the consoles. Well, I've got uh, some friends like James doing that, um, but like it's not like when you collect for the PS3 because so many, because it is quote-unquote possibly the last physical media console so many of the releases are digital codes in a box empty cases where yeah. you know we had 20 of them for the ps3 so it's a fun subset but and if you look at like the nintendo switch there's more than 50 games that are already just empty boxes uh, it's possibly like closer to 100 like how fun is that really going to be to collect you know not at all and then just on that if it is truly the last um, physical media set, um, future collectors are going to be like, why would you collect that? Because no one does that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we, we at least we, that are playing now uh, PS5s and the Xbox series, I think it would be pretty nostalgic to have the, the uh, our collection of the last uh, console that released physical media. At least that's what I think. Time I think will the, tell. Um, sorry, Will. No, I was just saying, time, time will tell. Yes. Who knows what the future is going to bring? Uh, have we said that this is the last um, console with physical media? It's possible that the PS5 and the Xbox Series X are actually going to be the last consoles um, because consoles have gotten to a point where they're almost PCs. So we don't necessarily need to upgrade the console anymore. You know, you can possibly just, you know, like we replace a graphics card in a computer. Uh, yeah. People are talking that consoles are almost at that point where. You know, like a new SSD upgrades your console enough where you know you don't need to go and buy a new one and things like that. That seems a that seems a little far fetched because these companies, I mean, yeah, they they make money on the games or they they break even on the console supposedly, but they they still need a console. You know what I mean? Uh, there's there's going to be a, a PS6. There's going to be a PS7. Yeah, I don't I don't uh, there'll be a PS8. You know what I mean? You're because probably right. That yeah. box, you know, that box underneath your TV, that's uh, it's part of the, it's part of, it's just it, it's video games, you know. So I don't think that I don't think those will ever go away. But you know, it's you're you're not right. Some TVs, uh, I believe, just straight up will play games through an through an app. And uh, I haven't I haven't looked into it much, but uh, that's also a thing. Uh, I think I think the uh, some of these outsiders are trying to get into it. You know, like. Uh, like Google, for example, I think there's a is there a, there's a Google Game Service. I'm not I'm not talking out my ass, am I? Google Stradia? No, Google Games Service. Oh. There's an app where you can just stream games, uh, or maybe mm -hmm. I, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but uh, 
And I just continued it. <laughs> I got you know I I should research this shit before I start talking. I, I have no fucking shit. What I, but I'm pretty sure there's apps out there you could just play games for your TV. I'll, I'll I think Netflix have even got games on Netflix now, so it's it's becoming the future. You know, every every platform is aware that gaming is like a streaming service. It's like Netflix or Hulu or Stan or whatever it is. Hey, I've got an interesting take. If consoles stop with physical discs, physical media, and they start bringing out future consoles, are they consoles anymore or are they just computers? Well, it's all a computer <laughs> in the end, isn't it? Yeah, they already say uh, the the Xbox Series is a Zen Two model because it, it's just uh, if you can uh, just buy separately as, uh, the, the the motherboard and, and the other uh, and memory and RAM and just have a pretty straightforward uh, Series X if you buy uh, Zen Two uh, parts. Uh, they say so. It kind of already is. <laughs> uh, J- James. Uh... Thank you, James, for backing me up. He says, "Yeah, Samsung TV have a Game Pass built right into them." So yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not completely talking out my ass. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> just get a, just get a controller, you know, open up the app on your TV and just let it rip. That's one way to do it. Uh, all right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here on the uh, PlayStation Collectors Podcast, we do like to assign uh, homework to our guests, uh, and uh, you know, give them. What's that? At the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a little late homework, uh, but uh, and uh, you know, Figsy and I, we 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 do we chip in, we do our part. Uh, today's homework uh, came up with uh, it's uh, bring on the show uh, a game or games that you have sealed that you that you want to open, but you, you you just can't bring yourself to do. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I've got I've got a. It's getting worse with me. Uh, I, I'm going to start opening games here. I think I got a couple on the shelf that I just got to open. But uh, uh, the collector in me, it just he, he just he cries a little. It's it's an eternal battle in my in my brain. But uh, at any rate, uh, so yeah, sealed games. Uh, did all you guys do your homework? Yep. Did you do your homework, Luis? Who wants I to did, go? Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll yeah, go. Yeah. No, no, me. No, I don't want to go first. All right, so uh, here, here are my games. Break down the field, Amari. Figsy, Figsy uh, also suggested that we open one. No, well, I said that as a joke. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm, I got a sealed game. I'm going to open it because uh, I, I have to do it for me. But uh, here's the first game I brought. This game is. Uh, Kandagawa Jet Girl Jet Girls Racing Hearts Edition. I bought it because it was a it was a Marvel Marvel game and it was uh, cheap on Amazon. And it's, uh, you know who doesn't love a uh, a um, a special edition? I want to open this. Uh, I'm sure it's not the greatest game. It's like a, it's just jet skis. You know, anime girls racing on jet skis. <laughs> you know, you, you could put anime girls doing doing laundry, and I probably want to buy the game. But uh, there you go. So there's one. <laughs> Uh, with Jet Girls. Here's another game. Now, I have played this. I played this, uh, on, uh, on, uh, what did they call it before they, the, 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 the PS Plus, before they gave it the levels? PSN, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, no, the, uh, but anyway, the, uh, I, this is another one I want, I want to open. I played it before very briefly, but this is, uh, what is this? I have Arcan- cracked the sealed on that one before. 
Hargana hearts love Max. And uh, again, it's anime girls and they fight each other. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good one fighting game. Yeah, and and and, and anime girls. Come on, let's get to look at it. <laughs> All right, so uh, the last game, this is sealed and I am going to open it. This game's called Amori. I don't know if you guys ever heard of this game. Uh, Amori. Uh, I want to steal you've got it. <laughs> what, no, it, it's sealed. <laughs> All right, guys, drum roll, please. Holy shit, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm getting goosebumps, but okay, there we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Amori. I love this game, and all of you should too. Until it's worth $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, those are my uh, those are my three sealed games. You know. All right, who's next? We've got a whole warehouse full of copies at the back. <laughs> <laughs> I only got, it's the same goddamn copy you guys see week after week. <laughs> Like Everyone who's buying a copy, check who it comes from. If it comes from someone called Will, <laughs> James Johnson asks, is, "Is this is this GameStop sealed?" Oh yeah. <laughs> Here, and, and for for those of you guys who don't know, GameStop, uh, they'll sell you a game that's opened, and the, and they'll put a they'll put a a, a clear plastic seal over the uh, clamshell and say, "Oh yeah, here you go. Here's your new game. It's, it's sealed." And you, it, no point in arguing them, but, but yeah, yes, it is GameStop sealed. All right, anyway. the they'll sell a sealed game as pre-owned. <laughs> they, they got their heads up their ass, but uh, God bless them. They're the last corporate uh, games gaming store here in America. All right, so uh, Luis, uh, you, what, what you got for us today? Yeah, I did my homework, and uh, the interesting thing is uh, the game about I'm about to show uh, just represents. Uh, the, the feeling I, I have with the PS3 collecting, because I, I was one time one type of collector uh, when I just collected by myself here in Brazil, and that changed significantly significantly uh, when I joined the the PlayStation 3 collectors group in, in on Facebook, because that just opened my mind to the world. Uh, here in Brazil, we we just if we don't talk to other collectors. Uh, we just think the North American set and Brazilian games are all there is for the PS3. So when I when I joined the PlayStation 3 collectors, uh, I just the, my mind just opened and I, I just got to see so many games I, I haven't seen haven't seen and it, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool because I, I got a sense of community uh, out of that group. That it, it, it's just so amazing. It's so amazing to make friends, to make trades to talk about games uh, on Messenger, about, about our, our passion, our hobby. And this game specifically represents all of that. It represents, uh, TJ will, maybe will laugh when he sees that game, because he just represents what the group is. And here's the one that will keep sealed forever for me. Nice. Pixel junk. Yeah. I love it. Have you ever Pixel seen it? I did. I did play uh, digitally, uh, and uh, out of those three, I especially liked uh, Pixel Monsters. I, I thought it was a, a cool game, but uh, this game represents something special because I remember the exact day when um, Fix uh, got to me and he said, "Hey, hey, Luis, uh, do, do you know about that game? Do you know? Do you want that game? Um, here's here's the link so you can buy." 
And when he gave me the link, I, I was thinking something, okay, that's a hair game. So uh, I, I probably, probably it's just a link that goes for, for some site that will charge me $100. And then I opened the link and there was the game for $13. And I just thought, wow. The, the sense of community, because uh, if someone didn't want to share that and know it's a hair game, he would just tell nobody. He would just get all of the copies of the, that site. He was he would just stock those games and sell them on eBay for uh, stupid prices. And what this community did was uh, everyone everyone got the chance to have a hair game for thirteen dollars, and. Uh, I, I believe every, everyone understood the message, at least for me. I didn't get a second copy. I could. I just get one copy for me because I thought, no, there are other members on our group that will have the chance to buy it. And I don't want to take that chance from other members. And I think that represents very well our, our group. Shit. Yeah. I, 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 not me. I would have bought them all up. Fuck everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, that's right. These... Uh... Did you just bring the one game? Is, is it? That's the one. That's the one. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> Louise or Figsy, what have you got up uh, on deck? I was just going to say um, Pixel Junk Monsters is really fun. It's like a tower defense game. If you ever play uh, tower defense balloons on the phone, it's like an updated version of that. And it's really good. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so if you ever get a chance to play it, there's a new one out as well um similar game though from the group similar situation um back in 2016 a guy from the philippines joined and his name was danford and he was able to get all these really really rare games and he was just helping us out he was giving it to us for way under ebay prices and things like that and i got one of game one of the games that i never expected to ever own off danford and that was the last guy and this is a seal copy, and I always wanted to play it. Um, anyway, there's a story behind that. So I was helping another collector get a copy, and he ended up getting a used copy, and it went through me. Um, so I then played the game, and I got him his copy. And, yeah, so I've got to play this. I've never had to open my copy, so I thought that was a nice um, a seal game that you always wanted to play. Well, I actually got to play this one, so I thought that was cool. What's the game about? Um, so it's actually, it's it's interesting. You're sort of playing as like this giant god and you're like, you're destroying the world as if they're ants. Like the humans are all ants and stuff. Um, yeah, you're basically like destroying the world with lasers and stuff. <laughs> it's really weird, but it's fun. So, so the yeah, last... imagine it like you're a big god and people are all like little ants and stuff and you've just got a big laser and... <laughs> so 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 the point so the point of the game is to kill the last guy I get think every, so. to eliminate yeah. everybody until there's only <laughs> i would say so it's been a few years since i've played it but um you, you don't need english to play it this is the english version but it's really just you know you hold one button and attack things <laughs> cool is it available on psn um, I, I do believe it was. I don't correct me. Like, don't confirm. Someone, please check the info. But it's possibly still on the PS3 still. But I would be checking that because games are getting delisted every day. Yeah. 
Joe says you save people from aliens. Ah, okay, so that might be it. So it might be aliens come down and you zap all the aliens and you've got to save all the people. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense because if you're just killing humans, <laughs> yeah, a long time since I played it. <laughs> it was fun, but there was another comment here on YouTube from Lulu Girl. I love hearing stories of how you go about getting games in each country. Uh, there's an interesting story uh, with a trade that was. Uh, I traded with Nicolo Rossi from Italy, and, and he just asked me for, I think it was two or three games, and I just uh, wanted some some of those Italian exclusives, and uh, the trade was going well, we were just about to ship the games, and then... Uh, I, I just told him, hey, I, ch I shipped your games. Here's the tracking number. And then he replied, oh, I also shipped, uh, uh, shipped your games. I said, nice. Uh, wh uh, what's the tracking number? He just said, oh, no, I, I just sent without a tracking number. <laughs> then, uh, then I thought, hmm, uh, I, I started to think maybe that's that's common in Europe because uh, there's, there's no problem sending items without tracking number. The problem in Brazil... <laughs> is that unfortunately a um, lot of package, packages that doesn't have a tracking number just get lost and by get lost i mean they get stolen <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, it, i remember we sent each other games in, in september so in october he uh, he just received my games he and uh, he said oh thanks man uh, here here's here's my game here's your games uh, did jar did jars already arrive i said oh no no I, i'm just waiting and then it came October, November, December, January, February, and and I, when when it, when it was December or January, I just thought, oh man, they got lost. <laughs> it was uh, I uh, I remember exactly. It was twentieth uh, of March. <laughs> uh, there was a pack just came all dirty <laughs> it, it was it was supposed to be a to be a to be white but it was uh, just all the colors of the rainbow because it, it just I, I don't know maybe maybe it went to to mexico first then it got to chile uh, then it got to brazil then then some guys might, might have played soccer with that package and then it came to my house well the game so, okay yeah, yeah uh, as a matter of fact, there was two cases that, that, that were uh, broken, but the games were okay. They all worked. And then I said, hey, Nicola, you won't believe it just arrived <laughs> six months later. And there it was, all the games. <laughs> I, I, I was pretty happy, and we didn't, we didn't have to get those games again. <laughs> it's, it's still faster than limited run games. So, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> you got a point. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, all right. Um, uh, Victor says, Hi, Lewis. I'm your fan. Love the Brazil shirt. <laughs> Victor is actually a friend of mine, he lives in Sao Paulo. Uh, hi, Victor. He's um, see, he's a pretty, pretty good Xenoblade fan, pretty good Xenoblade player. And I believe he was the first in Brazil to, to do 100% in, in Xenoblade. Uh, right. I, I think I think he played uh, one or two months and and got close to 300 hours. So he's a pretty serious Xenoblade fan and also a collector. Hi, Vitor. How much uh, How much time do you dedicate pl to playing video games a week, you'd say, uh, Luis? Oh, 
let's just say that last year I met my fiance, I met Graciani. So there yeah. was a time where I was single. <laughs> <laughs> and, when I, and when I was single, it was possible to play, I would say, four hours a day. Now, um, uh, I do have a, 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 I am a stepfather now, so I do oh, have to, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a beautiful kid, six years old. So uh, uh, my time, my quality time is more spent now with Graciani and, and my, my stepkid. So uh, I would say it just got from uh, four hours a day to one hour a day. <laughs> uh, I heard that. Is, is, he, is he getting his fingers on your collection yet? Oh, he does like a lot of figurines, so I just have to to put all my action figures <laughs> very high. <laughs> I mean, they look like toys, right? <laughs> they they do look like toys, <laughs> especially especially li like to see that Shook amiibo that is still sealed, and he always keep asking, "When will I save the Shook from that plastic bag?" <laughs> <laughs> that's great man oh, i love it yeah <laughs> oh no i uh I, I trained my little ones very very young or at least i tried to my my she's five years old but when she was uh about three and a half she opened up uh at a sealed arkham asylum uh special edition yeah i'm, I'm not sure it's one of the arkham games but you know as a batman in there it's like a square box is it is a kotobukiya batman and uh yeah she opened it up for me yeah, so I ended up selling that one to uh, Ricky. He needed it for his, uh, he needed it for his uh, variants, variant uh, hunt. But uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, she she got the business. Yeah, but Daddy, look, uh, I opened the game for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that little dick. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, Ricky was saying that Xenoblade Chronicles Three should have been Game of the Year edition, and thanks for the donation. Uh, true. True. <laughs> true story it should <laughs> for me elden ring is the best game i've ever played so i haven't played xenoblade chronicles 3 i haven't played um uh, the new god of war so i can't compare them to that but for my experience elden ring is the best video game i've ever played it's an so, amazing experience. so figsy how much uh how much time are you dedicating to playing video games a week would you say um, it's kind of sad. Um, I probably play three, four hours a week. It's just oh, really, yeah, that's it. No. I just, I, I'm a workaholic. <laughs> I play about, I, I play, uh, probably about two to three hours a day. And, uh, if, if I'm lucky, but you know, usually, usually my kids need something that's, they want to be fed or something. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> but uh it is what it is what are you uh luis what are you playing currently what's uh what's uh what do you what's in your system uh i just started on xbox one because i don't have the series yet but i'm i'm just started playing uh scarlet texas it's a multi-platform multi jrpg it's a jrpg from uh bandai namco and it's a pretty cool one i'm, I'm enjoying my time with scarlet nexus Pigsy, is it, is it just uh, FIFA still for you? Um, no, I, there's a new PUBG map out. So I was playing PUBG <laughs> yesterday. And, um, first game, I got a win. Thank you very much. So I was pretty pretty pumped up. And then second game, I had 15 kills and finished second. So I turned <laughs> it off. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I played a little PUBG before the podcast. When I get off, I'm gonna play a little more PUBG. But no, I, I'm still playing uh, the Capcom Fighting Collection. That's my uh, that's my current obsession. I just love my I love my old I love my old school arcade fighters, and uh, I that game is, can do no wrong. No, in my book, anyway. He, you know, it's started, um, Elden Ring again yesterday, but I'm replaying it on PS4 to double dip on the trophy list. <laughs> no game is good when you want to go for the platinum again, and I'm not a trophy hunter. <laughs> uh, there was a game that I'm interested in, though, that got released this week, and that is Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. Uh, that was actually my favorite PSP game. Um, oh, cool. I didn't want to go and grab it day one because... Of what I mentioned previously on day one games not being complete, but um, I've heard really good things about it, so I'll probably pick it up in the next week or so. A lot, a lot of collectors I've seen uh, they're, they're scrambling to get that steel book uh, for <laughs> the, the people. I guess people are selling them for like a hundred plus already on eBay. Uh, pro tip: uh, if you call Best Buy Direct, give them a phone call on the phone. You can get it for about uh, I think it's like ten or nine, ten or nineteen bucks, or nine or ten, ten or twenty bucks. But uh, yeah. Don't don't go to eBay for that one. That's still out there. Are you a big uh, steelbook collector, Luis? I actually had a time when I I I got I would say got crazy, but I was enjoying my time with steelbooks, and I just had uh, about sixty for the PS3. Sixty oh, steelbooks. Damn. Yeah, yeah, I was enjoying it, but then I I just started. Uh, uh, I, I thought a little better, I, and I decided to downsize only to JRPG steelbooks. So I kept it as a subset of JRPG, and it's still pretty, pretty a, a pretty cool looking subset. Just yeah. had to downsize from sixty, and now I have about to twenty-five. But those twenty-five are are pretty beautiful. Oh man! I'd argue that sixty PS3 steelbooks it would be the equivalent of owning like a hundred to two hundred PS4 steelbooks. Because so a steelbook for the PS3 usually comes with the game, where a PS4 steelbook usually comes separate, so it's empty. Yeah. Is, yeah isn't true. there isn't there a difference like steelbook, metal pack? Uh, there's a third one I can't remember them all. There's um so a steelbook has the spine, mm. a metal pack doesn't have the spine; it just opens up flat. And then you've got a sticker book, which is a steelbook that's plain. Um, but it's just a, a silver steelbook, and they've got a sticker over the front. I need to make a video to like describe all the differences. Isn't there one with like a hinge on the back or on the on the, on the spine? Yeah, that's uh, the metal pack. The one. That's the metal. Thing. Okay, so so metal pack has a hinge like a door, and the other ones don't. And the steelbook has the actual spine. I'm gonna you know, make the video because I, I, I'm. I'm I can grab a Uh Ladies and gentlemen, uh, here on the PlayStation Collectors Podcast, we like to do segments. Um, I, I brought, I, I started this segment last week. Bigsy thought it was pretty good, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna run it again this week. It's uh, uh, memes with Will. Now, these, some of these memes, they're not mine. Some are, uh, but these are some memes that I brought on the show that I would like to collect, uh, like to share with you. One in particular because uh, it's soccer time, and uh, I, I think, I think you both, you guys are gonna get a kick out of this one. Hold on, let me find it real quick. Yeah, here it is. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, a cool meme. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, funny. Is the new FIFA 23 the career mode is actually a copy and paste from last year? Like they legitimately copied the interface. They haven't changed a single thing. It's, hey, you know, it, it, it's it, disappointing for someone who bought it. 
if it ain't broke don't fix it uh this is also uh this is probably a i'm probably gonna hit a, a couple completionists this is gonna hurt it's gonna hit a little close to home but uh here we got this guy the cashier yeah your daughter's gonna love that game and uh yeah you're bringing home hannah montana <laughs> oh man we've all we've all we've all made those embarrassing purchases uh, <laughs> I, I think I stole I stole the idea, but this uh, I did put this meeting together myself. Um, also, um, the Amori game. I've been accused on several occasions of uh, trying to artificially inflate the price, and uh, this is just another one of those attempts. Uh, this is a rare game. Eh? <laughs> no, you get it. It's rare. Okay, thank you. They're not all winners. And uh, one one more. Um, you should have had limited at the top of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> One more. Uh, this is actually a conversation I had with someone. Um, uh, Figsy and I and, you know, some of the people uh, disagree on what uh, constitutes hunting in the wild versus uh, not hunting in the wild. And uh, I, I just tried to illustrate it, try to put it out there for, for to understand. So this is what you do in your local shop. And then on the bottom, that's uh, video game hunting in the wild. It's a manly man fighting a bear. <laughs> so uh, there you go. And uh, these are uh, these are this week's memes. That's all I got, guys. <laughs> I hope you enjoy. Yeah, you you guys were talking about steelbooks. The, I could make a meme here in Brazil that maybe would be so funny outside Brazil, but here in Brazil we said we have something. Uh, something very particular uh, about steelbooks. Uh, we do have a lot of humid places here in Brazil, uh, and yeah, we do yeah. have a we do have a lot of beaches as well. And the Brazilians, at least the non-collector ones, uh, the, they are famous for not taking care of anything <laughs> uh, related to video games. So the controller is all smashed. Uh, it's it's uh, and and when when we when we say when we see some steelbooks uh, on online shops and marketplaces, we usually see a pretty hair specimen that only lives here in Brazil. It's the steelbook tetanus edition, <laughs> because <laughs> because it's you you can't even see the name of the game. It's oh, just <laughs> it's just in 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 the worst condition possible. So oh, here man. in Brazil, here in Brazil, we do have a lot of tetanus edition steelbook. Dude, uh, well, I get uh, them locally here too. It's the rusted steelbooks. It's, yeah. it's like all rusted steelbooks, and local collectors will be like, "Yeah, steelbook for sale, twenty bucks." And it's just like that's a piece of rust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to make that meme for you, Luis. It'll be it'll be on here <laughs> next week. You watch, but no, the, steel, <laughs> the tetanus edition. I have a uh, yeah, uh, hunt, hunting for steelbooks. I, you're not kidding, man. It's no joke. If you, if you get. If you get a game from somewhere with a humid climate, it's just covered in rust. Uh, yeah. Luckily, here in Arizona, it's a dry and he, it's a dry <laughs> climate, so I get a little luckier, you know, at the local shops. But uh, people don't take care of their stuff; it's it's everywhere. Well, except for Japan, those guys take care of everything. <laughs> True. They even take care of their damaged stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love I to respect to any shop owner in Japan. I wish. I wish they would buy at GameStop. <laughs> oh man, no, they would. They'd never take anything in for trade. They'd be like, "No, get the fuck out of here with that shit." <laughs> well, um, Brazil, uh, sorry, Lewis, we were chatting before the podcast about um, 
the mindset of a lot of collectors in Brazil, how um, they assume that like the rarest and most expensive games are games like 3D.GameHeroes or Africa, where in reality that really isn't the case. True, true. Uh, here in Brazil, it's not that uh, it's not uh, it's not the Brazilians' fault, because uh, we do have a problem here with um, education. Uh, there is not a lot of uh, of people that uh, understands foreign language, so it's pretty hard for a Brazilian that is a collector to go on and just join PlayStation Three collectors group because they won't understand the thing, or will have to use Google Translate for every post they see. So uh, it's not that easy for the for them to understand that there are uh, some pretty hair games outside uh, where they can find in Brazil. So uh, the, the the term rare here here, especially with sellers, it's pretty absurd. Uh, when we today we see in Brazil, it's pretty high. Um, Facebook Marketplace. So in Facebook Marketplace and Facebook, uh, in Facebook uh, um, groups about selling games, we do get a lot of sellers that just uh, uh, show that near and they say, "Super hair game," or, <laughs> or, or, or then that, or then that Drakengard. Oh, that this Drakengard tr uh, tree here uh, is. is, is Super hair, one of the holy grays of the place, PlayStation 3. <laughs> uh, sa same happens with uh, other games that are, are pretty uncommon. Uh, I would say that uh, 3D.GameHeroes he uh, or Folklore, but uh, it goes outside just the sellers. Uh, there's a lot of YouTube collectors that just keep saying that uh, Africa is the Harris PS3 game. Uh, uh, all. Uh, worldwide uh, or then uh, that Africa is pretty uh, then uh, 3D.game heroes and folklore are the second and the third one and um, it's, it's it's a little sad because uh, I, I just try to, to spread the good word that I learned from you guys uh, with my Brazilian podcast but uh, podcasts they, they aren't a thing here in Brazil yet because um, most uh, gaming YouTubers that do succeed in Brazil, they succeed just just doing uh, uh, meme jokes, just doing uh, just uh, um, streaming the latest PS5 game because not all uh, Brazilians have access to PS5. So uh, if they just stream a game that was just released, then they get a lot of views. And uh, the collecting scene here uh, just isn't uh, pretty high on studying. So. Uh, that kind of things happen, and it's uh, when when we get a chance to learn about just uh, how I got the, the chance to learn from you guys. Uh, I see some pretty bizarre bizarre stuff here that people say it's hair, and it definitely isn't. You know, it's funny you bring up that Africa is uh, the rarest game. Um, I think now with the reprints of what were the two previous rarest games for the PS uh, North American PS3 collecting that Africa. Is going to be the real one, Africa, because oh, I wouldn't use the word rarest. I'd use the word most expensive. Well, okay, okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll agree with that. But uh, yeah, after the uh, Siberia collection reprint and the uh, Painkiller reprint, yeah, I would say uh, I would say Africa is the new king for the PS3. Yeah, <laughs> like that sports champion pack that I showed before. That's a hundred times rarer than Africa. 
You can't Super find it on eBay. You can find a hundred copies of Africa on eBay in terms of like yeah. solds in the last twelve months, or you would lucky to be find one copy of this on eBay. <laughs> yeah. I would say expensive. the real I would say the real hair ones aren't even on price charting. Maybe maybe the, the, the digital is subset. You can't find it on, on price charting. So you have no idea how much you can charge for them, how much they value. It's just that it's super hard to find. Exactly. Yeah. The, the uh, and rare games are the rarest games are rarely good games too. And uh, it's weird. It, it's 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 our hobby, you know, and all sorts of crap about it. But anyway, Look, you've given me the idea to go back to all my old PS3 rare and collectible videos and add in Portuguese subtitles. <laughs> Which yeah, I think I'll do. It. That could be. Yeah, that that could be great. Uh, other thing that that uh, starts uh, um, uh, appearing in Brazil is Japanese copies of of games that in Region Three, those Chinese English games, they are indeed rare. But here in Brazil, the sellers uh, or they don't know about it, or they know about it and just keep cheating and and saying that Aquanauts Holiday, a Japanese copy, is the rarest PS3 game or uh, something like that right or, or even the last guy they they try to style the last guy as a pretty hair game but when you go and see it's the japanese copy that isn't that hair i don't think that's exclusive to brazil like i noticed that in australia as well and i remember when i first started collecting these games i would look on ebay and it would be like do i spend 300 dollars on aquanauts holiday or 30 dollars on the japanese version and there would be collectors out there that would buy the cheap version but that cheap version, because people still forking out money for this, has actually gone up to, you're looking at like $180 for these Japanese versions of the game because people have like artificially made it a collectible game. So, um, yeah, like because some, of that, they are now becoming collectible, funnily enough. I know, some yeah. and, it, and it's some people just trying to, you know, trying to pull a fast one, trying to trick somebody. I was, uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I was hunting for, uh, it was uh the witch in the hundred night uh i think part one or two i was hunting for it and i found one there's actually both games and, I, and the price was super reasonable on ebay i was like all right yeah i looked at it and they had set the games in such a manner that the uh the peggy the peggy uh, uh badge was covered up so i was in, and i went to the second page like god damn it so it just <laughs> it just pisses me off you see you see these games like yes all right let's go Oh damn it! It's a Peggy. Or oh, damn it! It's a <laughs> Japanese game. Yeah, it is what it is, though. Someone's uh, someone's always going to try and cheat someone else. There's one that um slip up on a few people. So there's a Chinese slash Japanese copy of Aquanauts Holiday. It's not in English, um, but because it's the Chinese version, people are not aware that this isn't the version to grab. Uh, so there's people on eBay selling this for like three, four hundred dollars, and it does sell. But it is not worth any more than it's it's worth ten dollars to me because it's not in English. I mean, it, I could sell it yeah. for well more than that. I wouldn't. But unfortunately, because that English version is so desirable, people are then able to go and trick people by selling these other versions. And you know, what are you going to do if you've generally bought something off someone and you just didn't read the fine print, and you know you, you've been tricked? Hey, that's why we got. Uh... 
groups like the PlayStation 3 Collectors Group. That's why we got PS3 Ain't Dead, and we got this podcast to educate all you fine, ignorant people out there in the world. You're, wel- <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> well, it's true, though. I remember the day that um, someone posted a copy of Painkiller, and they were really, really proud of getting this Holy Grail, and unfortunately, it was the reprint. Like, yeah, it was, that was the first. Yeah, yeah. that was the first time. It was a that was a COA or Collectors of America, right? Yeah, yeah, and then the and then the uh, the onion un- <laughs> got peeled, and we saw the we figured it out. But anyway, that's a whole. Yeah, thing. That like that didn't af- didn't affect me personally, but I felt generally like hurt by that. You know, there's a a big PS3 collector out there. I completely relate to this person. We've got the same hobbies, same goals. He's bought his holy grail, but it. It's a reprint like that. That pisses me off, you know. Yeah, true. It's not fair. I feel like yeah. this guy's been scammed, and you know now he's showing us this. At the end of the day, it's still a genuine game, but you know that's to me it feels like he's been ripped off. Yeah, it's it's, it's just cheapened. It's just uh, it's cheap because the, unfortunately the circumstances of that were uh, underhanded for sure. They're just. Uh, not uh they're not being forthcoming about it so but we 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 talked about that subject to death (laughs) hey lewis you've mentioned your podcast so a few of our guests may speak portuguese if they do where can they find your podcast oh it's uh it's called uh hair game in in brazilian portuguese so it's jogo haru uh if you look on instagram uh for jogo haru or even on YouTube for Jogo Haru, you'll find our, our podcast. Uh, we do um, weekly weekly uh, podcasts, and we do like to uh, to focus just on the collecting scene in Brazil. So uh, it, if you're from uh, another country and you can uh, uh, speak Portuguese or understand Portuguese, uh, it would be a, a good opportunity to learn about the Brazilian market and just how is our collection doing here? And if you just want to to go on our Instagram, then you can you, you don't need to speak Portuguese because we just uh, post a lot of pictures of our own collections. And sometimes uh, uh, we do uh, we do post some some oddities that are only uh, seen in Brazil. So it's pretty cool to, also for international collectors that want to see Brazilian things. Will subtitles work on your channel? Oh, uh, it's written in Brazilian Portuguese, but I believe the Instagram has the translate uh, uh, button. If I'm not wrong. Well, well, I'm talking about YouTube. Can I can I hit English subtitles and watch and read watch it? Because I I don't know shit about Portuguese. Only if I just set it up. So if Lewis goes in and hits. Oh, you got you guys said. Oh, okay, I gotcha. But it's all done automatic today, YouTube, but pretty cool. Um, I will leave a link in the description, guys, if you want to check that out. Uh, you, that name's actually just rung a bell. I'm think I'm imagining like a purple profile picture on Instagram. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I that's the one. Guy. He's an amazing collector. And Louise, you got you guys on on the podcast. You guys go on once a week. You said. Sure, once a week, and uh, we do. We we do like to to go to do interviews with other Brazilian collectors as well. So uh, most of the times it's just me and Samuel Leite, who is a, a journalist from São Paulo. But sometimes we also got a, a, a third person that we like to interview. You hear that, Figsy? Once a week, 
He's not a slave driver like you. You got to be on here twice a week. <laughs> You're killing me with the schedule over here. Oh, man. I'm feeling the same. We might change things. Up it's right. been good to have pump out 26 episodes in such a short time because I have so much fun chatting to people every week. I, I don't yeah, I, th I think it's a it's so it's so cool when when you uh, you see uh, the collectors who just chat uh, and then see their faces and they're talking about their collections. It, it's it's pretty cool. It's very rad. Uh, it was so cool that you guys made this podcast because it's an opportunity to to know a little more of the of the the guys that we uh, we just uh, we know from a long time. But we know from from a long time just chatting and not seeing each other faces so it, it's pretty cool a lot of the stories that you told us tonight were with people that have already been on the podcast which is cool like you spoke about nicolo and you know nicolo was in an episode and you spoke about trades you done with tj and tj was in for an episode so it's it's really it's such a community-based thing it's and it, it's awesome tristan christian uh yeah we unfortunately my group ps3 ain't dead quick plug there we don't we don't have a story to history as, as uh the playstation 3 collectors group does but i i gotta respect the the community you guys have built over there good shit guys yeah, and, yeah a, a rare compliment <laughs> take it for what it's worth and i wish the group was like it used to be six years ago but um it just yeah, people don't post on Facebook every day like they used to and things like that. And, and I think it also comes down to, like, the core people in the group have all finished their collections. So it's, it's hard to post something new when you're not picking up games every day. Um, I try and make a post on Instagram every day. And if I'm not picking up new games, I find it harder to go through the collection and pull things out to make posts about yeah, if I If I if I ever come over, Figsy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... to... I'm going to post all your games on my Instagram and pretend they're mine. So don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, good. All the comments will be, why have you got Australian ratings? <laughs> oh, no. I'll pick and choose, dude. I'm sure, I'm sure there's something in there I can, uh, I, can, I can show off. In fact, that's a good idea. I'm going to start combing through your old Facebook posts and start uh, pretending they're mine. <laughs> hey, Figs. Figs, I, I think you might want to put a watermark on your pictures from now on. No. <laughs> you stay out of this, Luis, okay? <laughs> I'm going... See, I, I do a different trick. I usually take photos in front of my wall. So people will look and be like, that's Figs's collection. <laughs> Especially when you can see like the SingStar photos down the bottom. It's hard to say. Yeah, that's my SingStar collection. <laughs> Don't worry, Figs. I'll, I'll put your video game in front of the Grand Canyon. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> yeah, the podcast is live. Always do the podcast live. <laughs> uh, so this Sunday, guys, we've got a collector from Europe. We've got Dirk coming on the show. Uh, I'll just quickly bring up this photo that I just added on. Uh, so be sure to check out Dirk Steele's podcast, guys. Dirk's been collecting PlayStation for a really long time. He's got an awesome PS1 up to PS5 collection. So um, be sure to check that episode out. It should be really exciting. Nice. Yeah, are, we, are we wrapping it up here, Pigsy? Oh, we can keep going. It's up to you. No. Oh no, I, I was uh yeah, I, I got I got my little one hollering downstairs. It's 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 time to feed her. So uh I am going to uh, wish you all good night. Uh Luis, thanks for coming on, man. Uh it was great. 
yeah, shit, you come back anytime. Oh, uh, it was a pleasure. Yeah, I'd like to get uh, all, all get get the get, do a, get, do an old fashioned PlayStation Three collectors reunion. Get all you dickheads on here at once. It'd be great. We've been talking about that. Uh, I want to get everyone on once, and then once we've all been on once, we'll get a show of all of us on together. It should be fun. We could do up to uh, ten. Speaking of Mark, you are due for an episode. So Mark, hit me up, and we've got to get you on here for an episode. <laughs> And there's that awkward silence. All right. <laughs> Good night, Luis. Good night, Figsy. Good night, everyone in the chat. Thanks for coming out and watching. Uh, really appreciate it. Peace, guys. Enjoy the World Cup on Sunday. Thanks, We gotta work on that uh, outro.